0: Is this the Krusty Crab? No, this is Hard Rock Lunch Box. Is this the Krusty Crab? No, this is Hard Rock Lunch Box.
1: Is this the Krusty Crab?
0: No, this is Hard
2: Rock Lunch Box. I am not a crusty crab. Oh, Jesus Christ. What is going on, everybody? What is going on? So much stuff going wrong in so little time. I'm so sorry I'm late. I honestly don't fully understand what happened yet. So let's recap, shall we? (laughs) So I have a new checklist to avoid. Let's just call them accidental errors <laughs> on the hard rock lunchbox and the top 20. I have a list. I have a checklist. I started some of that early. Um, I was using this laptop right here that I use. This, this is the droid I'm looking for. Uh, I was using this laptop to work on, um, So this project that I'm working on, I don't really want to talk about it just yet, but I'm working on this project that I needed my laptop for. Double super secret probation project. Um, So I disconnected it. So I actually made sure last night to go get it and hook it back up, which is fine because this this laptop is actually the same one that I use to record vocals whenever I'm going into my other studio um, when I'm just doing like quiet time. So it's not unusual for me to do that, but it was unusual for me to set it back up last night and I had it today, and I turned it back on, plugged everything back in, and then I just didn't bother to look again. Like I was so ready on time, like I was just so on time. I was so on time that the universe would no longer let me be on time. It's like when you wake up and you're like, "Oh, cool, I'm early for school." It's like 7:30, and then it's actually Wednesday instead of Tuesday, and you've missed your math final. That kind of thing. So I come to see to do the show for you people, because I know how you people get, and that's literally you people. By the way, why is it all shaking? There's a, is that stable? Is, that, is it stable now? What is it? Uh, it's more stable now, so we're just going to go with that. Actually, I'm going to change this setting, because I can, and I'll explain to you why I've got to change all these settings in a minute. Oh, I didn't even know. I didn't even know I could do what I just did. <laughs> that's just, oh, excuse me, sir. Man, I can micro move the camera without even touching it. Shit's about to get real here on the box. Um. Anyway. Yes. So I did all that. I hooked everything back up, and I came in, and I uh, it was literally three minutes before the show. So 11:57 here on the East Coast, like in in Hard Rock Lunchbox Land. That is like hours early <laughs> right i think anybody that knows this show and has been part of it in the chat which you can be part of at 99wnrr.com or just go to hardrocklunchbox.com we'll bring you right over Or there's a link to bring you right over but as anybody knows 1157 for me being ready for this show is like oh my god who's who's gotta die like it's literally one of those final destination things um but yeah here i was and i come to sit down and look at the camera it's like no camera detected. I'm like, I'm detecting a camera right there, Microsoft. It's right there. And no Sherlock Holmes, but I will detect the fuck out of that camera because there it is right there. The camera's like, nope. So I had to unplug it, reboot it, and all of those stuff. Put it back in, and then all of a sudden, poof, it worked. But it worked like super wide angle. And, like, there's not a lot of smoke and mirrors going on here, but there is. Oh, God, I am so fat again. There's not a lot of smoke and mirrors, but there are a lot of curtains and banners going on here, so I do try and have a backdrop. Otherwise, you would actually see the station from which I ship all Revel 9 merchandise, CDs, and uh, vinyl. Vinyl's still available, by the way. Rebel9.com. Check it out. We actually, we're never going to press more of it again, so... Uh I think we've got like 20 or 30 left, so maybe get on that if you want a Rebel 9 vinyl. Uh, We'll have it at the shows this weekend if you want to buy it. We'll sign it for you and stuff like that, but uh, enough about self-promotion for now. got plenty of promotion coming up anyway. Uh, But if I took this down, you would basically see the hell, probably not even hell. The hell is probably a lot more organized. This is more of a purgatory. Definitely the DMV of Dante's Inferno is definitely behind me. And it's just horrendous because when I do other Zoom meetings and stuff, that's the backdrop. And it's always so funny because I'm on with other people that are definitely like blurring their backgrounds. Like some people are like, oh, cool, I'm on the moon. Like, yeah, I don't think you are. But like, I don't even bother. It's like, look, this is literally what my life looks like. If you want to just, you want to know why I'm late to everything, like, this is a perfect example of why. So anyway, that's why I have the battery. So it was like, I come in as like super widescreen. Now I had to figure out how to fix that. And it's so funny because like, like, as tech as I am, like, I am, I work in tech, I write software, and I understand a lot about tech, Uh, but I think because of that, I am a very set it and forget it kind of guy, Um, so once I get something to work, like, I don't mess with it, like, I mess, I I fuck with my band constantly, well, not Noodle so much, but Tony and Kaz, because Tony more so than Kaz, although Kaz is definitely really good at it from time to time they will mess with their sounds, their pedals, like, throughout an entire practice. Now, Tony will tell you that he's just adjusting his volume, and I'm here to tell you that if that's all you're doing, then can, you're spending way too much time adjusting your volume. I I think Tony's being disingenuous, and I think if he was being completely honest, he would be like, yeah, every now and then it's a little bit more than my volume. But maybe it is. Who am I to judge? Tony's a professional sound guy slash whatever Tony is, and he would probably know better than me, but... I know he spends a lot of time bending over, (laughs) and not like that. Well, I mean, I don't know what he does outside of band practice. Maybe he does spend a lot of time bending over. At band practice, he spends a lot of time bending over, fully closed, playing with knobs on the ground. He does. I don't. Kaz, I don't know what happened between the last show and this practice, but apparently somebody ghosted his computer his computer pedal board and changed every single patch in it plus every dial on it, and then every dial on his reference monitor. We'll actually talk more about that, actually, because I actually... Did I say... I said actually, like, four times now. I think that... Well, hold on. Nope. Ah, (laughs) I said the magic word. Now slime has to jump on my head, doesn't it? I don't... I don't... Uh... So anyway, so I had to figure all that out. And I just, honestly, I don't know how to do it. I said it the one time, and it was great. And that's why I just found all these new buttons. Plus, there's updates all the time. So it's like, top is down, left is right, all that other stuff's going on. So who knows? I will tell you that I finally got it all working and stuff, and I'm still having performance issues. So yeah, there's that. Can't magically pull a USB 3 out of my ass, apparently. Not here, not there, not over there, not with a fox, not with a box. What are we even doing here? I don't even know. I had something to say. But, um, actually, it's just so trying to figure out everything. So I had my checklist, and that wasn't working, but it's working now, so that's good. Oh, and then I turned on the software. This is great. I turned on the software uh, that I used to run the show, to broadcast it to all you good people, and it came up, but basically it was like, no files. No files! This show's going to get boring really fast if there's no files. I mean, I can't do this. Can't do this. Can't do any of that shit. Is there a more annoying talk show host than me? Like, is there? Like, maybe? I don't know. There is. I've been listening to a lot of right-wing stuff lately, just to kind of check up on what's going on, like, I just want to point something out, like, I'm so tired of people just being stupid, like, I I know, okay, okay, this is going to be controversial, and I know, like, I know it's a bad idea to be like, why don't we just, like, all get rid of the stupid people, but, like, don't you kind of feel like we could drive to, like, Wyoming, like, all of us would just, like, kind of be like, come on, everybody, let's go, and like get to Wyoming, and then we'll just all the smart people just leave real fast, and they'll be like, oh, I don't know. I feel like that's how we used to take the dog to the vet. I know it's how we used to get our dog in the car. Uh, when when I was younger, uh, my mom and I, my mom or I or my mom and I, when my dog would get out, we would go in the car. And we'd just drive around and be like, Rosie, come on, come on. Rosie was a beautiful Airedale mix. She was very, she was a great dog. Um, but we'd be like, come on, get in the car. And my dog loved being in the car. And so she would like escape out of the house and then we'd go get in the car. We'd be like, come on, get in the car. She'd be like, oh, this is awesome. It's totally what I wanted. And then we'd drive right back home. She's like, ah, oh, man, this is bullshit. fell for it again. I can't believe it. I kind of want to do that dog. Speak. So I just, I see so many things and I'm like, Kind of call stuff a little bit like what I see because the reality is like I've been saying it for years. So like I, I kind of like, I go on like social media like I don't I don't argue on Instagram right like for me Instagram is just pure whatever uh, and that and that's what I want um, and I am going to start removing people on Instagram. because I'm getting tired of it. My Instagram feed is basically uh, the Cincinnati Zoo, um, bands I know. I follow a pig and I follow a duck. <laughs> Highly recommend both, by the way. Uh, Cincinnati Zoo. I've been talking about Fiona the hippo. If you aren't on Team Fiona, like, why are we even friends? Because Team Fiona is like the place to be. Um, but if you haven't checked that out, you are missing out. Especially now that they got a new cheetah. Looks like Rosie is the name of the cheetah. I can't. I'm not sure exactly how to pronounce it. They're they're usually good about putting the name and then the pronunciation. But I thought I thought it was pronounced Rosie. But they have also Rico the porcupine, who just like eats. Celery and stuff like that is just awesome. They have giraffes. They have ostriches. Like, and I don't know how you feel about birds, but I think ostriches definitely get a pass on the bird thing. You have a bird thing, uh, but my feed is just like great. I like, I love that stuff. Uh, I follow the Do You Even Lift, which is making fun of people at the gym, which I could not recommend more. And then I follow bands, and then I follow other people that are like. You know, big Rebel Nine fans or whatever, because it seems respectful to do that, right? Unless it's a private account, like then I won't follow you because I'm—it's the band account. And if I was doing this a personal account, I think it'd be different. But it's the band account, so I'm pretty cool with that. But uh, people are definitely creeping in with their bullshit, and I just—I don't want to deal with like political and social issues like on Instagram so much, like because it's where I go to kind of escape. But I've been saying for years, like I go on Facebook and I want to like—that's where I go to fight with people because the reality is like most of the people that I know that I talk to on a regular basis agree with me and like you can't like i can be just as mad as some of the stuff that's going on in the world and i even said to the band like they were like why do you fight with people on facebook and i was like well because i need somebody really to just like release this like anger like we're being wronged in the world and i am i'm no superhero but i definitely have a very strong moral compass and it really flips me out when things that are you know things that are wrong are being rewarded and nobody seems to care and nobody's coming to fix that like law enforcement Supreme court like i've been saying the Supreme court is not your friend never been designed to be your friend but like these things are not being addressed so a lot of times like i'll just i'll need to blow up that steam and i i remember saying to the band it's like well i can come here and yell at you guys or i could just go on facebook and pick on stupid people and they were like well just keep doing that and that's a smart move problem is it doesn't really give me any satisfaction, and there are way, way more of them than there are of me. I mean, I know, like, uh, most of my friends are smarter than me in terms of um, the way they use social media. Like, Jimmy... Years ago, was like, dude, I'm, I'm not doing that. I'm, I'm using social media as a tool for what I'm doing. And I was like, yeah, man, I'm going to aspire to do that. And then it would turn out I would fail miserably at it. And it's unfortunate because it's cost me stuff. It's cost my band stuff. But, like, I don't know, man. It's it's, it's hard for me to just sit idly by a lot of times. So I don't. Uh, but I know that like, over the weekend, like, Mikey Wayman had posted something about, like, another mass shooting because they were, like, at the zoo. And, like, it just, it's, dude, it's... It's, and he's like, you know, when are we going to take this seriously? Like, when are we going to address this? Like, Isn't this worth it? And it's like, I, ans- I answered because I'm an idiot. And I was just like, yeah, we address this all the time. It's just, you know, most of us that do don't do it on Facebook anymore because all we do is we get trolled by, like, trolls. And, and people that are like, oh, you don't like this country, leave. It's like, no, no, no. Nope. And the one that really got me over the weekend, and I'm, you know, saying this a couple times, it's just the, the lunacy of the actual statement. Like so many people are like, po- and this is where I'm actually gonna start dropping people up Instagram because this is where I started seeing it, and I don't need it because I don't want Instagram to make me mad. Like I'm on Instagram like twice a day at best. You know, for maybe to just to answer anything, any questions or react to any posts, especially when, when your show's coming up. Um, but the rest of the time, I, I literally want to see what Fiona's up to. I really don't give a shit what most other people are up to. But Fiona the hippo all day, every day. Like if I had a if I had a camera just to watch what was going on in Cincinnati Zoo, I probably wouldn't get anything done because it's just so peaceful. And I got it like they get it like Fiona gets it. Rico gets it like they get it. Anyway, the one I've been seeing that's really been flipping me out, like it was over the 4th of July holiday, and everyone's like, you know, if it wasn't for people that were armed, you wouldn't, or you're, the only reason you're celebrating today is because of people that were armed. And I I want to acknowledge how manipulative that is, and whoever started it, started it for a reason, and it's brilliant, and the you know, the Republican noise machine has always been so much better at starting that kind of shit than, than the left. The left, by the way, the liberals... Are, are horrible on messaging. Like, as far as I can tell, I am the best messenger on the left, and I don't, you know, want the job. I am not qualified in it. But, like, it is unbelievable how bad anything liberal or anything Democratic is messaged, and how brilliantly everything Republican is, is, is messaged. And I don't know if that's because people just that can manipulate tend to lean that way. You know, I guess if you're manip- manipulating people around... You know, people around you, if that's what you're doing, like, for a living and a lifestyle, you're probably not necessarily going to care if their kids go to school. You know what I mean? So maybe it just – it's one of those correlative things. I don't know what causes what, but I just – I do know that. So, I mean – so, yeah, the whole post is, like, you know, the reason you're celebrating the 4th of July, you know, is, you know, is because people were armed. And the reality is, like, that's not factually accurate. Like, the reason we won the War of Independence is because people were armed – But it's also because we had a standing army, kind of like right now. Like, liberal or not, like, we have a standing army, and I personally want one. I think it's important for us to have that. I think it's important for us to be invested in stuff like NATO, because I think the world order deserves some sort of policing. And, you know, truth be told, if I were in charge of this and... You know, didn't have to deal with a whole bunch of bullshit and maybe money wasn't so much a factor. Like, the UN and NATO would be used way more for, you know, humanitarian issues. Like, the United Nations would be in, like, Western China right now, releasing the Uyghurs from their re education camps and stuff like that. We'd also be in Myanmar, removing the military coup that just took over. We would absolutely be in many Central African republics that are just killing people and child. You know, Army, making child soldiers and all that stuff. Like, that's honestly what I think those organizations should be doing. So I am all for a standing Army because I am no pussy. But I do believe in using force. Like, as someone that's 6'1 and just north of 1,500 pounds, I have no problem using force to do the right thing. And I think that that's fine. And I think in the case of the American Revolution, yeah, it was the right thing. We had a standing army and we used it. But the reality is what we were celebrating is the 4th of July, which is the date that we signed the Declaration of Independence, which was all signed by people that were smart. They didn't need to carry guns. They were leaders. They were intelligent people. They were the thinking class. And the thinking class that would go on to do something like create the electoral college because the mass of Americans were too fucking stupid to even vote so we have the electoral college keep that in mind those same people knew that the general common american was so fucking stupid that they couldn't figure out how to vote properly that they had to create the electoral college keep saying that to yourself because those same people that signed the declaration of independence in every painting you see of it had zero guns, but definitely had the wherewithal to know that most people in America were too fucking stupid to be trusted with something as sacred as the right to vote. Like they were on to something. And it had absolutely dick to do with them being armed because they didn't have any guns in that meeting. They brought their brains. I'm just saying. So when you see that meme and you see that post, what I want you to do is realize what it's for. And then I want you to think less about the person that's sharing the post. I know I do. I know I think less of all these people all the time. And, you know, it's hard to, like, keep thinking less and less of people you think less and less of. But it's neither here nor there. Also, I need a hat. Man, my hair is so gross. Actually, my hair is, like, my least gross thing at this point. Like, everything from my hair down to everything is just gross. I apologize for my general appearance. Uh, I've talked way too much, and honestly, I had nothing to talk about. I did want to say one thing that I thought was interesting. Uh, I didn't really want to get into, like, abortion and Roe v. Wade, but I will say uh, we were sitting at the dinner table yesterday, and I was talking to my daughter, who was uh, talking to me about some of the blowbacks she's seeing. Like, And my daughter is not. She doesn't have a TikTok account. Uh, She doesn't have, I think she has Instagram. I think I made her get Instagram so she could be on Team Fiona. That sounds like a responsible parental thing to do. But she does watch a lot of YouTube. She's always been on YouTube. Uh, Her brothers are. Corey, I think, lives in YouTube. I I don't know if he has his passport or if he's just a naturalized citizen of YouTube. So it's not surprising. But she did say something that even she, at the ripe old age of 16, is starting to see some blowback, uh, like TikTok videos that have been ported over or gone viral over to YouTube. And she was telling me about this video where the 17-year-old girl was calling around trying to see if she could adopt a baby and everything because every state in the union you have to be at least 18, sometimes you have to be 25, sometimes you have to be all those things and 10 years older than the child but at 17, universally in America you cannot adopt a child. Would you like to know why? It's because you're not responsible enough and can't care for a child and then it immediately ports over to like a 12 or 14-year-old girl that's looking to have an abortion because she's not responsible or old enough or cannot raise a child in this world. And it's the same people being like, no, you're absolutely, you're responsible enough to make that decision to have, you know, sex or whatever. So you're definitely responsible enough to have a kid. It just just shows your hypocrisy right there. But I thought it was interesting being schooled on that from my 16-year-old daughter. All stuff I know, but now stuff she knows. So thank you very much, Supreme Court. Before we get into the Hard Rock Lunchbox, I do want to take a quick minute and actually just go over the stuff uh, that is going on. There is a brand new Top 20 this week. I would appreciate if you watch it, like, share it, or whatever. I will say the views on those things are just absolutely abysmal, so I'm really just losing interest in doing the project at all. Granted, I did stop advertising them on Facebook, and maybe I'll start doing that again over the summer. But, like, dude, if I'm going to be doing this video for 10 views, like, I can think of 10 million other things I'd rather be doing. So if it's not worth it to anybody, and I'm sorry, Bill, if it's totally worth it to you, I'll just I'll keep doing it just for you. <laughs> uh, I just, the quality may go down if that's even possible. But there is a new one, and it's basically this week. DJ says at this point, if you didn't know this was coming, referring to the Roe v. Wade thing, it's on you and you haven't been paying attention. And you're notice to start paying attention now because they are not done. I still believe that. I know it's only been a week, but of course I believe that. Also, uh, on the show, uh, being on the other side of a really stressful weekend, uh, cracking oneself up related to uh, bad, bad behavior, real meaning of life is precious, all that other stuff. And is, uh, in Bacon is my podcast land. Uh, stud Count is... The Stud and You and Stud Count bands are on part of the Soul What Fest. Uh, we played Stud Count here on the box. Uh, Tasting is my passion. They do Jerky Me Off Beef Jerky, which on the title alone seems like it's probably worth watching. So we'll check that out. Full interview with Becky Kovach from, uh, I think it's Kovach. Kovac, Kovach? I don't know. She'll tell me if she wants. Big Picture Media, So What Fest. Uh, full interview from uh, John from Keep Flying. Uh, and seven questions with Tyler from Mystery Schools. And that is all the news that is fit to print on uh, on Strangerhood TV. So check it out. Like, share, subscribe. I don't know. I don't even know what else you can do on there, but just do it all. And uh, we'll just keep that going. But, yeah, I am uh, I'm going to shut up. We're late into the show because I showed up late and I talked too much. And I definitely have more stuff to talk about. Surprise, surprise, surprise. But right now, um, let's, uh, let's get you started, shall we? Uh, let's see. This ought to do it. Hard Rock Lunch Box So, I have a song that I'm going to be playing later on uh, in the box. Uh, it's from a band called King's X, which is should be, no real stranger to the box. Um, and I'll talk about the song when I get to it, because I have a lot to actually say about it. But it was so funny, because I sent it to Jimmy, and I was like, I'm going to need you to listen to this song. In fact, I'm going to need you to listen to it twice, and maybe more times. Which is... Like, this is going to sound very arrogant, but if I tell one of my music friends, like, hey, man, listen to this song and, like, listen to it twice, like, there's a reason I'm telling you. To. It's not like, oh, if you're the new Demi Lovato song, it's so good. Like, I'm not doing it for that reason. I'm doing it for, like, an actual real reason. And so... That's just kind of understood, right? Like when we tell each other, like, "Listen to this. You gotta check this out." Like it, it carries a lot of weight. Uh, so Jimmy listened to it uh, a few times and started hearing. Like, He was definitely hearing what I, what I was, what I was talking about in the song. But like, he did like the funniest thing, and he's like, in a completely unrelated musical area. I'm listening to this song. <laughs> he sent me, he sent me the new song from Youngblood, who I didn't know. I didn't even... Like, I've known the name, but I don't think I realized until that day that I had never heard Youngblood, and I guess he's got a lisp, like, or it's an affect, but man, it was all I could hear for the first two times listening to it, but then I was like, I realized the song's... Like, I like the song too, but like, man, whew. it's it's very hard to get past that lisp at first. it's like, man... That was definitely a thing. So you can decide how uh, uh, how affected the lisp is, if it if it even is. I'm not. So I'm not here to judge. I'm just here to play music and be late. It's Youngblood Box. Hard Rock Lunch Box. Yeah, man. A little Genesis going all the way back to probably 1873. There. <laughs> Got a lot of music to play tonight. so I gotta get on it, but I do want to take a moment. I want to talk uh, briefly, as briefly as I can, about the Goo Goo Dolls. Now, they come up a lot. should be told they're one of my favorite bands of all time. Um, they have written some of the greatest, I guess, I mean, I, th- I think it's rock. It's not hard rock, but like rock and pop songs uh, written in my lifetime. Right? I think Johnny Resnick is one of the greatest songwriters that has ever lived and has inspired me countless times over and over and over again. And I love that they're still active. And I am somebody that definitely wants bands to kind of hang it up sometimes. Like, I understand why people want to see Motley Crue and Def Leppard and all that other stuff. Def Leppard actually put out a good new album. Like, I, I would have bet money against it, but they did. They, they put out a good new new record we even played that one song we might even grab it again today uh but like i understand that people want to see these bands like and hear this music because of the, the countless times i've talked about uh you know where it ties back to like memories and moments in time and people like are big in the 80s like gotta go see monsters of rock like that was my jam like they haven't written any good music since 1970 whatever like all those people. They're, they're, they're people that don't want to grow. They're the exact same people that I argue with about, like, everything from government policy to environmental protections to rights for, you know, minorities and women and stuff like that. Like, people that don't want to grow. People that want it the way it was. Most stuff like that is fear-based because they don't want to have any change. They want it just to be the way it was. Back in the 50s, when white men were in charge and nobody questioned any of that. Yeah, if you're a white man from the 50s, why wouldn't you? It was, like, literally you're always there. again. I digress. But I understand why people want to say Like, I love Motley Crue. I loved Motley Crue. I waited online for records to come out, or tapes, CDs, rather. Uh, maybe tapes. But I waited online for that kind of stuff. Like, I love that band. But, like, they're not doing anything for me now. And I think what makes it great that Def Leppard put out a good song was that Def Leppard put out a good song. But getting back to the Goo Goo Dolls and Johnny Resnick specifically, like they keep putting out good music i mean yeah listen i don't necessarily know that someone can write you know that dizzy up the girl honestly is I, I i don't know i think if i wrote dizzy up the girl the record i think after that tour i'd be like well that's obviously it that's as good as it's gonna get because it's amazing and like god himself could have been written a better record and then he put out gutter, or they put out Gutterflower, which in my opinion was almost as good. like here is gone and sympathy like ugh. But the fact of the matter is they keep putting out music. Yeah, it's not as rapid as it was because they're not on a goddamn tour bus 24 hours a day, 365 days a year with nothing else to do, including no cell phones, no internet. You know how much you know how much songwriting you get done without a cell phone? A lot. Because you, know you know what there is to do when you're doing on the road? Nothing. You can write songs or you can do drugs or both, you know, if you're incredibly talented like me. Uh, or, you know, that kind of stuff. Like, But that's what you do. And I don't know that that period will ever exist again. Maybe it's just sort of a renaissance period for rock and, you know, the Goo Goo Dolls. But they keep putting out good songs. And I hear songs every now and then. It's like, yep, this is good. But, like, maybe it's not great. Maybe it's not, you know, Slide or Black Balloon or Here is Gone or any of that stuff. Like, maybe it's not Broadway. Like, maybe it's none of that. Maybe it's not Flat Top. Maybe it's not Name. Like, that's that's fine because they've already done it. Like, as far as I'm concerned, they don't need to do anymore. And yet, every now and then, they still throw one at me that's really, really goddamn good. And I am so grateful for the Goo Goo Dolls. And that's what I want to say. That's, the, that's, that's what I want to say. I am grateful for Johnny Resnick and the way he writes and what he writes, uh, and I'm grateful that him and Robbie are still putting music out. And I am I am hundred percent grateful for the goo goo dolls. So thank you. I know they're huge listeners of the show, so thank you, Johnny, if you're listening. I love your new song. And it's I don't even like you. I love you. That's that's how good this is. And that segue will become apparent in a second, because it's brand new goo, goo Dolls Yeah, I like you. On the box. Hard, rock, lunch, box. As always, I am super grateful when people send in music for me to check out and listen to, especially if it's uh, if it's bands that I've never even heard of before. Like that's, that's always awesome, but a lot of times I miss stuff from bands I actually like, and uh, it's super appreciated when people send that kind of stuff my direction because... Things are moving way too fast in my life sometimes, and I really don't want to miss out on some of the really cool things or some of the really simple things, like just listening to, like, brilliant recordings of really good songs because, I don't know, they still manage to make me enjoy these things. Like, so, thank you. Keep doing that. And in honor of that, here's something I never would have found on my own. It's Catastro in the studio. Not my studio. Don't be ridiculous. Hard Rock. Lunch Box. So, staying in uh, context, which is something I don't do often, but staying in context, staying with the thank you for sending stuff my way that I would never actually hear. Uh, I've got a song here from Jax, who is not somebody I would normally listen to, even though she's Atlantic Beach born and raised, or born Jersey raised, but we can forgive her that, because she's still got the Atlantic Beach. Uh, And I am not somebody that would know who won or placed or made it to the finals of American Idol. It's just not my thing. Like once Kelly Clarkson won, I think it went to shit after that. So that's just me. And uh, maybe I'm bitter. Maybe I'm jealous. Maybe I'm just being honest. Maybe I'm right. That could happen. Too. But I will tell you, I listened to this song. So it's called Victoria's Secret. And I don't know the last time I heard a better lyricized Kind of complaint album song out of a white person that wasn't Eminem. This is usually like rap battle type stuff, and I like that kind of stuff. I mean, this isn't directed at anybody in particular, but like, this is just so well crafted. Like, if you just wrote a story for like the Washington Post, like, you could just lyrically just Transcribe it and it would be an interesting story all by itself. But the fact that she was able to make it rhyme and make it catchy and all that other stuff, like good effing for her. I mean I don't know that she wrote it, honestly. I She probably looked that up. But she's definitely the one that performed it. And I will tell you that every woman and every young woman and every girl within the sound of my voice, which is probably not all that many, but if there are any You should listen to every single word of this song and understand every single word of this song because it's about you and how you are being manipulated each and every single day of your life. And if you need to listen to it again, I'll be happy to send it to you, but you can find it on Spotify along with the other 2 million monthly listeners that she has. But seriously, listen to it. It's important. This is a public service announcement from the Hard Rock Lunchbox, brought to you, apparently, by Jax. on the box. Not Jack in the Box. Jack on the Box. You know what I mean. Hard Rock Lunch Box. Man, a little Danger Club. You guys remember them from New to You 5? Maybe? I honestly don't even remember. They were one of Jimmy's finds. He found them one time playing Philadelphia. He's like, you should check this band out. And I did. And he was right. Okay. Not surprising. Me. So um, I go back and forth uh, on lots of stuff honestly. Um, um, I go back and forth on red handed denial. I love the band. I love the way Lauren sings. I think it is just amazing that somebody two feet tall can actually produce those kinds of sounds proving once and for all, really it can be done if you have the right vocal architecture and know how to use it. Um, so I like that. Um, they're also a really good band. In general I will say And I'm definitely In the minority here Of people that like red Handed Denial I don't so much Like all of the I don't even know It's got a name Tony and I were talking About it practice Practicing I, uh, I don't like So much All of the Supra Electronica Stuff that they're Making the guitars do It's cool And I like that It's done And I actually have A song That I'll talk about Like guitar kind of stuff Like in a minute Um that I pulled for today, uh, but I—it's a little—it gets a little much for me when it's overdone. I like it when it's every now and then when it's subtle, but like I don't know, maybe I'm—I'm I'm too old school. I really—I really don't know, uh, but I—I don't like so much the, that kind of stuff going on in the music. And I like, but I do like how she sings over. It, but I really love when she just sings, like not the screamo sings, when she just sings. And the song, lyrically, what I can make of it, is actually, it's really good and, and really deserves to be listened to just all by itself. And I'm not saying that that's, uh, you know, unique for, for for them because they do that other times. But this song really just kind of caught me with almost sort of like how desperate the emotion behind the lyrics are. Uh, and I don't know if it's, you know, a true story or somebody else's story or whatever. It's not important. But the way, the opt to sing it as opposed to scream it in the cars, as I thought was really good. Caught my ear for sure. And even if I didn't like it, I'd probably still spin it for you because I do like the band and I want them to be as successful as possible so they can keep making music. But I happen to like it. And that's just bonus. Here on the box. Hard. Rock. Lunch. Box. Little white stripes for you there. I was actually just looking for... Uh... Man, I was just looking for... I was just looking for the uh, picture of us at the Long Island Music Festival at the Crazy Donkey. We played there August 28th, 2009. (laughs) Oh, man. God damn it. You know what I remember about that? um, What I remember about that specifically? So the Long Island Music Festival, which they haven't had in years, by the way. And we should bring that back. I wanted to bring that back. Like, I wanted to turn new to you into it. But honestly, every time I try and gather up enough venues, like, nobody's interested in doing it anymore. Or venues go out of business or whatever. I thought I was going to be able to do it with, like, Revolution and The Rail and maybe, like, Mr. Beery's and even, like, um, K.J. Farrell's. But, like, I just can't do it. I, I, I can't seem to make it happen. So without some significant help and people that are willing to do the work, like, I'm not going to do it. Like, fuck these guys. I'm tired of... I'm tired of doing work for all these other bands, honestly. Fuck them. Um, you don't want to lift a fucking finger. Like, don't. Like, all right? Like... Like... You know, I mean, I appreciate what, you know, my friends do, like, and my friends' bands and stuff, so obviously, like, you know, craving and whatever band Mike is in on any given day, but, like, fuck all these other bands, man. Like... Do do something. Do something. Do anything. Do anything besides fuck other people over. Like, how about that? Like, um, but anyway, uh, what I appreciated about that, and I was actually just telling the story, I think, to the band pretty recently. So the way it worked is there were three levels, right? Three rounds. Uh, the entry, like, when everybody could basically just join and they just threw you on any bill. And what they would do is they would vote for, um... You would vote for your two favorite bands, which I actually thought was the one good thing about the Long Island Music Festival, because you'd always vote for the band you were there to see, and then you would vote for, generally speaking, the best band, if the band you were, were there to see wasn't the best band. Uh, so we did it like two or three times. Every single time, we, we would win the second vote. <laughs> every every single time we played. And then we would get into the semifinals, and then eventually the finals. But this, this one year, though, the year that we played the donkey for the finals... We, um, we were at the Candlelight Cafe, which if you if you want to know where that is, if you've ever wondered, if you're driving down 110 to where Revolution used to be, so you pass Amnival Music Hall, and then you're driving down, and then there's like a little club slash restaurant on the side, that was the Candlelight Cafe, and that's where our semifinal was that year, I guess in 20, 2009. Now, what I remember about it is that we actually lost, we lost the popular vote, um, We lost to a band called Cosmos Moon, which um, was the band that our guitar player, Matt, came from. Uh, We lost the popular vote to them because they were a drawing machine. First of all, Matt knew everyone, and everybody loved Matt, so Matt could bring 10,000 people to a show all by himself. Um, But the rest of the band could also draw, and so we didn't stand a chance. But what we did get, and what they did have in the the semifinals that I always thought was cool, is they had... um, They had a wild card slot for every semifinal. And the wild card slot was assigned by the judges. There was a panel of three judges, and they would decide who the best band was to go to the finals. And we won that slot, which I think says a lot. It says a lot about how good we were at the time. I mean, it was as good as G. Davy was ever going to get, and arguably Rebel Nine's a better band. But at the time, it was as good as G. Davy was going to get. Now we had already written "Lay My Head" and "San Jose" and "Without," and we were, you know, doing them regularly. So like that's just to set the stage of the material we were bringing to the stage. And we were way younger. I was a hundred pounds lighter. <laughs> at least so I had a lot more more energy but I was just looking for the picture but that was always like a cool memory that you know it's really kind of like yeah man we won this because you know the judges thought so because the popularity contest stuff like if you're not in high school like it's just not really worth doing like are we going to win a popularity contest against Adam and the Metal Hawks of course not they got like 10,000 Twitter followers I can't get 7 people to watch the top 20 so like I'm not going into any popularity contest do I have a better band absolutely absolutely Absolutely. Like, unquestionably. That's that's neither here nor there. Um, but Tony was telling me about, like, I guess there was like a batch of years, I guess before that or after that or whatever, probably before that, where Dream Theater used to actually just show up and play in the Long Island Music Festival, and they would just win year after year after year, because there, there was money and there was prizes. And to be perfectly honest, around that time, Dream Theater would have been the best band on Long Island, so I guess it's fair. I was talking about sounds... That guy they were making the Red Handed Denial song, and how it like, it's like just a little too much for me. And I get it, and I'm in the minority, and I'm not trying to convince anybody, just for me personally. Like, you know, I don't like decaf coffee either. Like, you know, it's all right. I'm also, not, I don't have a big sweet tooth, but I also don't like that. Not that I don't like sweet tooth, I love sweet tooth. We should drag those bastards out of retirement for another show. But one thing I did pull, I pulled a song called Lie. It's from Dream Theater's, I think, second record. Might be. Well, second real record. Sorry. Excuse me. Uh, but it, it, oh, the reason I don't play it is because the end drags on, doesn't need to drag on. But so I'm going to fade out of the end when we get to the boring part. Sorry, guys. Just, you know, running out of time here. But in, for my money, um, I guess I'm making that sound. For my money, it is one of the greatest guitar tones in the history of ever. Only ever rivaled by the brilliance that was Zach Wilde on, um, On uh, No More Tears And I don't know my timeline so well But I'd be willing to bet that this was first And John Petrucci has a lot of stuff said about him Including the fact that he's a phenomenal guitar player And I'm here to, to speak to the latter And not necessarily the former Because what he did on this song is absolutely brilliant I thought the band was great back then anyway The band is still great They were better with Portnoy That's also my opinion And that's fine but man, this song just kicks you right in the face, teeth, and balls all the same time. Yes, even your woman balls. It's Lie on the Box. Hard Rock Lunch Box. Little interrupters for you because why the F not? Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> all right. <clears throat> so now the time of the show where I play you a song. And I'm playing you the song because I want you to hear this song. But I realize you might not hear what I hear in it right away. So I'm probably going to play it again next week. There won't be a test. Not yet, anyway. But I do want you to keep in mind that there are things that I can hear in this song on the second and third and fourth and fifth and subsequent listens that I just simply could not hear in the first one. And I didn't even like it right away, which happens a lot. happens a lot with bands like King's X, where they're just a little complicated because the nuance is what really grabs me and holds me and does stuff against my will, I suppose. Okay. It's a really good song. And I can't even do the breakdown for you because, on the, like I said, on the first listen, you might not get it. If you do get it, awesome. And if you do get it and then listen again and hear more, even more awesomer. But just trust me that there's something magical in this song, and I really, really like it. Even a week later, I think it's just absolutely fantastic. And I am very happy to play it for you. It's brand new King's X on the box. Hard. Rock. Lunch. Box. I know I was playing the Lemonheads for you a couple weeks ago, and I played uh, If I Could Talk, I'd Tell You, which I happen to love, but a lot of people really don't. And I feel like I did the Lemonheads a disservice by not playing one of their greatest songs, which I think is, is it's a shame about Ray, because I would argue that's it, but it makes me sad, so I'm not going to play it. So I'm going to play their second greatest songs, which I love and is a happy song, and I would gladly cover at a next Unplugged show, which, yes, stupidly, I might be working on, but you didn't hear that from me. It's Lemonheads. The box. Hard Rock Lunch Box. What's everybody doing tomorrow night? Hopefully everyone, looking the sound of my voice, is going to drag their carcasses down to 89 North for a very rare original night of music at 89 North in Patchogue. Yes, they used to have original bands there a lot, but uh, as is the way, they didn't have very good ones all that often, so people stopped kind of coming. Like, if you're going to have original music, you might want to make sure they're good and not just bringing their friends so that you can actually appeal to other people that come in there. But... But he wants to ask me. There was a post yesterday by Dave Black from Dave Black Promotions talking about what a great venue he was at. Uh, and the oh. owner knew what to do, and he was doing everything right. And I just checked. I was like, yeah, cover bands? He's like, well, yeah, cover bands. But you know me. I'm always working on originals. Yeah. Yeah, man. I know how it works. I really do. Like, people just don't know how to handle original bands properly, except a very, very few uh, locations and a very few owners. But 89 North is willing to give it a shot, especially now that Kevin, formerly of KJ's, and... Currently, of the warehouse and a million other things is involved. I know he knows he can yep. make money off original yep. bands, especially during the summer when everyone, all the cover bands, are playing the big money in the water whiz. So we'll just slum it with the originals. But it is our time to shine. So fuck 'em. We'll just do that, and we'll do our best, and we'll have a good show. But what I would like is for as many people as possible to come down and see the show, be part of the show, just show that we can, you know, really put some asses in seats, as it were. I like eighty nine North. It's a great stage, great venue. Yep. I heard that uh, Deanna Dort yep. I think is going to be working yep. bars, so that'll be good for everybody that knows yep. Deanna, which is pretty much anybody that knows yep. Fairly Stranger, Rebel Nine, and of course we're going to be joined with our very own Giovanna Early. She's playing like 30 seven thirty-ish. So if you're heading down there, don't don't like don't sleep on it too late because you'll miss her set. And then Mickey Lex will be between her and us, and uh, you know, we'll just have a good old time. I will tell you this: we're uh, we have a pretty interesting set. And it's going to be fun. And we are also playing a brand new song that nobody's ever heard. So it might be worth coming to check it out. Uh, Another band that you might have heard of, uh, I believe they're the Cravers of Strange, will be playing. It's actually their show, despite what you see sometimes on Facebook, the way it's been advertised. It's the Cravers Strange show. At least that's the band that I'm supporting, and since I'm in the direct support slot, that's the band that's headlining the show. It's the Cravers Strange show. I'm looking forward to it. I hear that they're also going to be playing a brand-new song, but it's a brand-new song that we all heard recently. But whether or not are they going to play it well? I don't know. They could just fuck it all up. You know them. You can't count on Crazy Strange. Or can you? I think maybe you can. Can you? Or is it always a no? I'll show myself out. anymore Lunch box Yeah, man, little glass mansions to get you on your way. We've got one more song because it's time for me to get the hell on out of here. We're at the end of another Hard Rock Lunchbox. I know, I can't believe it either. Believe it either. Don't forget to stop by 89 North tomorrow. You can catch us there. And then if you're feeling so inclined or don't get to go all the way out to Pat Jog, and let's say you're kind of like Farnas or Queens Brooklyn, we're playing the Forest Park Band Shell on Sunday. We're playing around 5 o'clock. Oren is playing directly before us and Reality Suite is playing directly before them, and then there's bands on both sides of all that. Uh, I looked it up yesterday. There's actually an exit for it right off the Jackie Robinson Parkway. There's its own parking lot. It's a totally free show. It's going to be like 82 degrees. It's going to be really nice, and we're going to have a really good time. I I haven't played an outdoor festival since the Fall Festival. I love playing them. It's going to be our last show for a while. Uh, I'm not planning on booking anything for the band unless something big comes up most of the summer, so this is kind of it. If you want to see us, uh, this weekend would be it. Friday Patchogue, uh, and then uh, Saturday in Woodhaven, Queens uh, at the Forest Park Shall Check it out. Uh, all the information you need is on my Facebook pages and the band Facebook pages, and the band Instagram, and all that other stuff. Hopefully, I get a chance to see you this weekend. If not, let's uh, let's check out of the box the best way we know how, shall we? Have a great weekend, buddy. See you next week on the box. Hard
0: rock lunch box.